Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Three, two, one. We're live. A majors in the building, bro. Welcome. You, thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Dude, thank you so much for coming. Yes, sir. For real, it means a lot. It I'm means honored. a lot. I'm honored, man. Um, oh man, I feel like we've already been. I feel like we've already been podcasting because we were just shooting the shit for like a half <laughs> right, an hour. Right, right. Oh man, but welcome, dude. It, it means a lot. Thank you know, you. Uh, it's nice to meet you. It's been like what? I mean, it's only been about what five months now, four or five. Months. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of been years. Yeah, it's, it has been years because of uh, Imperial. Imperial. Yo. That's happened with a lot of the CTC guys. Crazy, right? I'll see him, and I was like, I remember right when I walked into Kava. Yeah, I looked at Brandon. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is the guy you've been talking. This is a major, right? Because I didn't, I didn't know your name or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, RIP yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And then also, I wanted to make sure to publicly say one welcome to the show, but two, uh, thank you formally for uh, being my uh, my first my model for my first merch drop. Hey, absolutely, podcast yeah. poppy. I was on, I was honored, bro, for you to choose me. You know, oh man, like, so. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a no brainer. Like if uh, you know, I don't know, we'll, you'll drop your Instagram tag after this. But yeah. like, if you look at your Instagram, I was like, yeah. I had a multiple people like, <laughs> or uh, the 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 person who came and modeled with you, yeah, yeah. they were like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this person's fucking beautiful. I was like, yeah, it's just one. Of, I I was like overplay. I was like, yeah, it's just one of my models or something. Yeah. Like that. You know, what I'm saying no big deal. No big, no biggie. Looks like you have. You got some like professional photos on your Instagram. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I uh I went through um Breezy Photos, mm-hmm. uh, who's a friend of mine. Her name, her real name is uh, Brandy. She um she comes from Vegas. Okay. Yeah, she she used to play ball at UNR basketball. She was pretty dope, dope ass photographer, great eye. You know what I'm saying? Great vision. She's Hooper. Dope. Yeah, man. So is that the first time you did like professional model? Like, no. How no. did that even? How did that even happen, bro? Oh man. Um, Other than the fact that you're chiseled. <laughs> um, shit. Uh, well, before it all started, man, people would always say, people would always tell me, you know, oh man, you should, you know, take some professional photos. Right. You know, you should do this. You, you should do that. And then um, I actually did that. And, was uh, this in like college? How how long ago was this? This was uh, I would say about six, seven years ago. Okay. Yeah, when it first started, really. And um, after I took my first my my first pics and my first photo shoot, I posted them on you know social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know I actually got some some uh, some like outward publicity from people from LA that invited me to uh, fashion shows. And really? Yeah, man. So I did a couple of fashion shows in LA. And then like fashion shows, like I'm so ignorant in this field, <laughs> but like fa- like runway and shit? Or wh- um, what are you Yeah, like about? runway shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? I, I did one for um, this um, this upcoming TV show back then. Uh-huh. It was um, it was kind of like a low budget thing, but at the same time, they were looking to, you know, promote it. And, you know, it was going right. to be like a bad girls club type thing, but with, with fashion. You know what I'm saying? Fashion shows really? and shit. Yeah, yeah. That was not in L.A.? Yeah, it was, yeah, she was. Damn, you go a couple times? I went a couple times, bro. Damn. It was dope, man. It was hella dope, man. It was legit. Big ass mansion, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much like a party, dog. With the, right. 
uh, runway right between the pool off the side of the fucking mountain, bro, off of uh, Mahalan Drive or something like that, bro, up, yeah. in, up in the hills, bro. It was fucking amazing. Damn, a little starstruck. Yeah. Like, when you went down there, were, did you know the hype of what it was going to be? No, hell no, I didn't. Really? I didn't, dog. I didn't. But um, it was dope, man. I still got some uh, some old videos from it, man. I relive it every time I watch it. So yeah. Oh, I, I bet. Yeah, dude. it's fucking dope, dog. That is, yeah. w- that is wild. <laughs> the, the, what was it like first time getting behind a camera? You know what I mean? Because uh, there's a lot of, so many people take pictures now, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people like, you know, yeah. is it easy? Is it is yeah. it easy? Is it hard? Is it nerve wracking? Like, what's your kind of experience when you're first behind the camera? Oh, in the beginning, yeah, it was nerve wracking, man. You know, because it's easy to take a selfie. You know what I'm saying? You see yourself. You, yeah. see, you see your expressions. You know, you know what you like. You know what you don't like. But when somebody else is doing it, it's like, okay, you know, am I familiar with, you know, doing these, you know, specific poses? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or mannerisms, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, it's nerve wracking. But, you know, once you you know, practice, you know, and you get a feel, you get a sense for, you know, I don't know, certain expressions or body language that you're not used to doing or whatever. Right. You know, you just kind of get used to it, man. The mm-hmm. butterflies go away. It must be weird, too, because like you said, like a selfie or usually when you take a picture, it's immediately after you can be like, can I see that picture? Exactly. exactly. But then you don't, right? They'll don't. shoot a shoot and you don't even see it until it's done and exactly. edited for the most part, right? Exactly. Well, maybe a sneak peek here yeah, yeah, or there. Yeah, like yeah. they might show you a couple, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's it's a rush, man. It's uh, definitely a rush. Yeah. Is the is the photographer a really important part? Um, like not for yeah. just angles and stuff like that, but like when I'm talking about being nervous behind a camera. I w- uh, definitely, man. You know, uh, I would say a good photographer or artist. You know, I, I like to call them that too. Uh, would definitely try to you know make you feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, um, would say the right things or you know even play music or bring humor. Mm-hmm. You know, more, more light to the situation. You know, make it not as serious as it you know as it is. You know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So were, were were yours like one on one? You and Brandy? Uh yeah, one on one. Yeah, I've done some. I've done the one on one. So Brandy, you, 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 I would pray that it would be like comfortable. Yeah, oh. That'd be weird if it was like strictly business. You know, yeah, like yeah. hi, how you doing? Shake yeah, yeah, hands yeah, yeah, and then be like, yeah, yeah do this. Show your <laughs> ass. You know. Right, like, right, right. Nah, yeah, she's dope, man. You know, like every time we show up, we do our things. You know, we do some things to uh, kind of like loosen each other. You know, loosen, loosen up everything. You know, yeah. get comfortable. You know, and uh, play. We just play some music, man. Mm-hmm. Play music, dance, have a good time. You know, make it a uh, a small party between us, man. Yeah. Just, you know, did you go up. to UNR? I did. You did go to UNR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you know her? You, that's how you know her through uh, her, yeah, her, yeah. her playing ball. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we used to, you know, party and shit. You know. Yeah. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Now, like I said, everyone's taking pictures. Is this a tough? Is this a tough like industry to get into right now? Um, honestly, I would say no. Really? Um, because of uh, because of social media, man. It's kind of like everybody's looking for uh, ambassadors or looking for somebody to represent, you know, whatever it is that they're promoting. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you fit the script, you know, I'm pretty sure you're gonna get contacted. You know, yeah. I, I've been contacted by plenty of ambassadors, man. You know. And I'm pretty sure there's other people out there with the same potential, you know, so. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because I would always, th- uh, for a lot of time, I thought it was it was so saturated because there were so many professional pictures being taken. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think about that. It probably went hand in hand. When social media exploded, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people doing clothing lines and putting their things on the map and Absolutely. promoting their yep. businesses or shops. I mean, so, fuck, I just did it, actually. Right. Damn, that's such a, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, Crazy, I literally right? just hit you up. Yeah, not too long ago. <laughs> right. Pictures turned right. out fantastic, too, as well. Appreciate it was wonderful. It, it was, man. And, like, you know, iPhone changed the game, too. Like, yes. a lot of people had professional yes. cameras and stuff like that. But yep. there's some, you know, like, um, you know, there's professional businesses that shoot everything. 
Everything. On the iPhone cameras because yep. they're fucking fire. Crazy. Wild. Yeah, man. Um, but w- the ma- one of the main reasons why I brought you here, dude, is your new single is out. Yes, sir. That's what I wanted yes, to get sir. into. We could talk about how pretty you are later. but um, So yeah, tell man. me about it, man. Uh, it's definitely a banger, man. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's definitely one of those songs uh, that just make people feel good, make people dance and have a good time. You yeah. Because uh, that's what I had in mind when I made it, you know, when I, when I put the beat together and everything like that. I was just like, oh, yeah, the vibe is there. You know, and uh, it was it was easy, man. It was easy to make. I woke up one morning and I just knocked it out in less than an hour, as far as the lyrics and the vocals and everything goes, man. It just, really, it just fell like that, you know. Now, do you A to Z yeah. it? Do you mix and master? Do you work with a producer? How do you how um, do you run your game? I, I do everything, man. I, I mix and master to the best that I can. You know, I'm not a a master mixer or anything like that, but um, I do sh- um, send my stuff off to be, you know, um, mix and master to the T, you know, to the to the, to the radios yeah. uh, standard, you know. Right. But um, other than that, man, I produce, uh, I sing, I rap, I do it all, man. Yeah, you were telling me that when, yeah. when we were hanging out the last time. Now, obviously, this takes some time. So, like, well, I, I don't know. How long have you been in the game? You know I've what I mean? Like, how long have you been doing music? I've been doing music for about about seven about seven years now. Seven years? Seven years hard, yeah, for sure. But before that, I was always, you know, um, an aspiring musician. You know, I would always just, like, freestyle and, you know, like, write lyrics to, to beats that's already on YouTube and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know. It was just a dream, you know. Right. And then, um, you know, I met some people that kind of, like, pointed me in the right direction, and, you know, that's where the learning began. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are you f- are you from here? I'm not from here. I'm from Virginia, actually. You're um, from Virginia? Yeah, man. North of VA, man, 757. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah baby. Damn, that's <laughs> not here at all. At not all. even close. <laughs> so how long ago, how yeah, long man. did you move out here? Oh, how man. long ago? Uh, for about, about about 10 years ago. Okay, so about you weren't into ago. music when you were in Virginia. I had, well. Into it, but not creating. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't creating, I wasn't creating at all, man. I was, um, I was, um, I was in sports heavy, you know. So I kind of like put music on my on a back burner actually because uh, I started writing poetry and stuff in middle school, you know, okay. and that kind of evolved to you know you know writing songs, you mm-hmm. know, for the best of my knowledge. But uh, I kind of like put it on a back burner because it was like it was just a passion, but nothing that I really you know believed in as far as you know uh, that would become lucrative as right. far as income or anything like that, you know. So what flipped the switch? Right, because um, obviously, I mean, we'll talk about it. I'm sure you were still doing sports when you came out here. Yeah, yeah. But what what kind of what kind of changed that from dream to reality? Um, well, once I got done with ball and everything like that, it was kind of like, you know, uh, what next? You know, mm-hmm. and um, I would say I would say music, man, was probably you know maybe my first love before anything, man. Yeah, because it was the only thing that. It was the first thing I was really introduced to as a kid. You know, my cousin was a uh, was a DJ, and he would always have like all this equipment in his room, and I would like just sneak in and like just fuck around with scratching on the turntables yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. He was spinning vinyls and shit. Yeah, ooh, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he was legit, man. And uh, that was the first introduction to music that I had in my life. You know. Yeah. But uh, after that, man, I got a little older. And Mom put me in some sports, some little league sports, and then that's when you know the athleticism took over, and I just kind of like blew up. You know, right. everybody's like, "Oh man, you know this this kid is gonna be something." Yeah, run with this. Yeah, run with it, right? That's gonna be the ticket out the ghetto. You know, feed mom, feed the fam. So that's what I ran with. You feel me? I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and still, and you're still pushing. So, how many singles? How many singles? Do you, how much music have you made? Uh, you know, because I, I mean, like I said, I'm very, I'm very new to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, so blessing that you're here and, yeah, and how you. much you've supported me and everything. Thank you. But I really am not too versed in, in your in your resume and your history. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so how much music have you created? Uh, I actually made a lot of music, man. Mm-hmm. 
you know. But as an artist, we're really selective and very picky and <laughs> and um, your heart's critic, right? Yeah, man, we're very very critical of everything we make. But um, I made a lot of music, man, and I'm starting to release it all slowly but surely, you know, because um, um, I have an idea of what my best is, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what I want to put out there. But at the same time, it's like whatever I might think my best isn't, somebody else may love. Yeah. You know, the world might need to hear it, so I'm still going to put it out regardless, whether it's on um, uh, a mainstream platform or not. So, BVS and I were talking about that. I think one of the biggest beauties of, of art is the subjective nature of it, right? Like Absolutely. what you might what you might hate or not yeah. love yeah. can be someone else's, you know, the, the pinnacle of, of yeah. your art and what they love the most. You know, I bet you, how many times have we sat down and talked about artists that we listen to? Like, my, my biggest one is... Uh, Wiz Khalifa mm. man like I was listening to Wiz Khalifa 2010 yeah, yeah. 2011 you know yeah. when he was still smoking blunts yeah man you know and right, like man. oh paper planes, <laughs> paper planes and, yeah, yeah. you know like one of my favorite songs Studio Lovin' you okay. know like all that stuff and yeah. I bet you if Wiz Khalifa were to look back yeah and that that long mm. ago mm-hmm. he'd probably be like oh that's probably that's not my best stuff exactly. maybe you know but yeah. that's that's my that's my staple for right. him oh yeah a lot, for a lot of people actually a lot of people you know, reach back and say, man, the old Wiz Khalifa, the old Wiz Khalifa, you know. Yeah, old so, Wheezy, yeah, old Wiz, yeah, you know, there's yeah. there's a lot of artists that, yeah. uh, and I don't knock them, I still, I still love them to same, death, same. but it seems like as you grow and mature in mm. art, you become more comfortable changing your style. Absolutely, yeah, you change it, you change it, you kind of like, really, you just uh, accommodating for the present, you know what I'm saying, because the game does change, you know, there, you know, the wave changes, you know, mm. uh, and, and unfortunately, um, we like to ride the wave, you know what I mean? You know, if um, if there's, you know, a wave of up-tempo music, you know, then that's just what it is. I'm going to start making more up-tempo stuff because yeah. people want that, you know. That's what that's what they demand, you feel me? So um, it kind of, like, brings you out of your nature, you know. It brings you out of, you know, who you were when you first started and who people fell in love with, you know right. what I mean? So, so yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a good thing and a bad at the same time, I would say. Have you yeah. felt yourself go through these changes as an artist yourself being in it seven years now absolutely man because uh when i first started you know i had more of a raw sound you know um a more authentic sound i I guess you can say but as i you know when you say raw authentic like unique to you unique to me because you know i I wasn't really like concerned with you know what else was being put out Mm -hmm. you know but you know, over over the time, it's kind of like it's a business. So it's like I've been paying attention to you know other artists and what they've been putting out, and what the wave is, and what the people are falling in love with. And because because I want, I do want people to fall in love with my shit. You know, so it's like I don't necessarily want to copy and do what the next man is doing. Right. But um, but I do want to hit. The, I do want to hit that same wave, man. I do. I do. I do want to bring the same vibe. Yeah. You know, because the vibe I feel like doesn't identify an artist. You know, but um. And like you said, it's business, right? right so right. if you're watching, you have to, you have to be a student of the game. You have to be. You're watching other people be successful. Yeah. You know, it's not. There's obviously like people say your people bite and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but you you know, in every other business and industry, mm-hmm. we do that. We right. Do we that. see who's successful and we try to mimic what they're doing and Absolutely. try to make it as best. Yeah. Try to put our own spin on it but yeah. do what they're doing to look, be successful. Look at, look at Lexus and Toyota, man. They're, they're pretty much the same. Right, it's the same, same shit. Car, you know what I'm oh, saying? Man, I miss my Lexus, man. <laughs> I, had a, ooh, I had an old, I had an LS, uh, LS 400. Ooh. 
old black bitch. We called her Whoopi. She yes. was a big old black bitch, yes. bro. Yes. But yeah, she, it's exactly like a Toyota. Yeah, yeah you're right. You know, so, you know, if uh, they come out with the bubble eyes, you know, the frog eyes, I'm pretty sure the next, um, you know, um, car dealership is going to do the same thing, right. you know, or something similar, you know what I mean? It's all about, um, like you said, man, you know, uh, if the fish are biting, you know, by the next fish, man, I'm, I'm gonna throw my throw my line out over there yeah, by absolutely. his, yeah. man. You know, I want to catch, <laughs> Look I want to catch some fish too. You caught three, right? Right, right. Hey, let me go ahead and slide my line. Where are you leaving? Now more than ever, right? With yeah. uh, with you know with things like uh, SoundCloud, with yeah, with all these different platforms, with Spotify, yeah. with you know uh, Google, with Apple Music, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So. Yeah. It's a lot easier to see what's mm-hmm. being successful because seven years ago, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at 2000, what, 13 and 14. Yeah. I feel like that must have been a, I could be wrong. I don't know anything about the music industry, but that must have been a tough time to get yeah, in. Cause man. like 2008 to 2014, yeah. I don't know if I'm just a, just a living in the past, yeah. but fuck, there was some good music being it was, put out. It was. And man. everything was so different. It was. You know what I mean? It was. It was man. I think I think it's because of uh, the audiences. Honestly, man, the audience is changing mm-hmm. as far as their perspective goes. Man, everybody's kind of like, um, kind of following, you know, following each other, you know, versus saying, you know what, I don't like what my homie like. I don't like what my, you know, my girl likes. I like what I like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Versus the crowd now, everybody's like, you know what, if I like this, then you know, I gotta like, I gotta like what the next man like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody don't like, you know, such and such, but. I'm going to rock with them anyway because they do. Do you think that's more prevalent now than it was then? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Because um, I don't feel like there's a, a lot of, you know, uh, leaders, you know, these days. It's like mob mentality almost. Exactly. You know, exactly what it is. You know, if um, if everybody's going to mob to the, you know, to the, uh, what is it, EDM? Mm-hmm. EDM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electronic yeah, yeah. dance right, music? Right, right. You, you know, like, you know, there's a, there's a whole mob going to those, those EDM concerts, yeah. man. And it's like... Even if the, the person doesn't even like EDM music, they're gonna go. They ha- it has to be like that. Yeah. Because yeah. like I went to a, what's that fucking bar that's here in Reno? Um, not not Tonic. Not Tonic. God, Tonic. Not Tonic. <laughs> but uh, there's an, I, I it's gonna come to me throughout the podcast. But there's another one. It's like it's an EDM. Yeah, yeah. It's an EDM uh, uh, bar. It's very close to Tonic. It's literally down the alley. Like okay. If we were to walk uh, one up. Down, one up. Yeah, one up. Yeah, right. Yep. yep. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like I walked in there and I got nothing against mm-hmm. electronic EDM music or anything I mean, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate the sound, right? <laughs> but I have nothing against it. Like yeah, I don't yeah. think it's bad music. Like no. I said, it's subjective. Absolutely. I just don't like it. Absolutely. But like, man, I I I just I have to imagine that it's Bob mentality because when yeah. I see just thousands and thousands and thousands of people yeah. just loving this music. I'm like, yeah. some of you motherfuckers got to be liars. Yeah, like, man, we're drunk. You oh know my You're fucked God. up, <laughs> hopped up, bro. Like, I could be fucked up, and even when I'm yeah. in tonic, fucked up. I'm like, man, I can't do that. Can't I can only do, do this like two songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is out of this is out of control. Yeah, this man. is super out of control. Oh yeah. But the the uniqueness back in the day was really cool because there wasn't so many platforms. So there was there was the uniqueness to the areas. There still is a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, the South was so, so 
unique. Yeah. Like the whole Migos phase, yeah. like that was happening for so long down there. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah. like Hyphy in the Bay. Yes, sir. You know, you got your, you know, you got your West Coast connection, Nipsey mm-hmm. type uh, in Southern California. Mm-hmm. You got your Puffy Bigs. You got you got Bad Boys over on the East Coast. Yes, sir. You know, you got Saint Lunatics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you in got all that. Yeah. yeah, you got yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was so. And then you, you know, you got Dirty South. You got Paul Wall, Slim Thug, Mike Jones. Yeah. And they were so unique and kind of in their own bubble. And some mm. people knew about them, but they mm. the joy of isolation. Yeah. And then when those when it first started, when we first started to see like the internet pop and all yeah. that, and all these bridges started to get built. Yeah. Man. That was a fun time for music. It was. It was. It was a very fun time, man. You know. Um, I remember LimeWire came in the picture. Ooh, yeah, people yeah. were getting arrested off yeah. LimeWire. <laughs> Yeah, man. I was one of those cats, man. I was, you know, doing some shit I shouldn't have been doing on LimeWire. But at the same time, man, it's like, you know, you got free music. Movies. Yeah, movies, everything. everything. So it's like, damn, man, you telling me I ain't got to, you know, Stay my mom's car and, and, and drive all the way down fucking Tim Street to the cop an album. I can just Fuck. click this button here on my fucking computer. Like $14, $15 album. Right, what was the first album you bought? Oh, boy. Oh, man. I can't even remember, man. It was probably. First album I bought. I mean, I don't want to say this. Come on, come on, do it, bro. Give it to the, give it to the people, bro. It was a Um, long time ago. It was probably, it was probably Pop. Now that I think about it, I think it was his Better Days album. Better Days. Yeah, I think it was Pop's Better Days album, man. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first, I'll never forget it. Was fucking Chingy the Jackpot. Yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> right there, <laughs> dude. And I bought it for I bought it for right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came with uh, yeah. one call away. Yeah. Oh, that came, was a banger, dog. killer. And yeah. it came with uh, Holiday Inn. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, I yeah, tell yeah. you what, that was. The, and I'll I'll never. I don't know what my second, third, fourth, fifth album was that yeah, I yeah. bought, but I know that one. That's yeah, yeah. for damn sure. That one was lit, bro. I remember the cover yeah. and everything. It had yeah. the fucking. Uh, it had the, the arch, br- the arch mm-hmm. and everything yep, like that. Yep. Yeah, that shit was yeah. crazy. <laughs> Motherfuckers used to wear long jerseys, yeah, bro. Huge, Denim long jackets. Long tees, yeah. 3XTs and shits, headbands. Oh, man. All right, yeah, man. So what yeah. was the, not chingy, but just that style. Yeah, yeah. What was the music like in Virginia? Oh, man. We uh we gravitated heavily. Well, actually, it's crazy because uh it was more like a melting pot, man. Mm-hmm. We, um... We love some down south, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, Virginia is the south, you know. But uh, we love some Weezy. We love some Hot Boys, you know what I'm saying? Um, we we, we love Jay, we love Jigga, you know what I'm saying? Jay-Z, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? We moved around in Philly, too, with Cassidy, um, um, State Property with the boys, uh, the Locks, Sheik Luchin, them, cat, them cats. So, yeah, man, like, we was all over, man. Because um, is there is there anyone, like, unique to... Like, has, is there any big names that have come out of Virginia? Oh yeah, uh, Pusha T, the Neptunes. Oh really? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Pharrell. Pharrell's Virginia. Pharrell's Virginia, man. Right up the street from me, man. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, actually, that grinding video was in my hood. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, so I for, love Pusha T. Yeah. How oh do yeah. You not love Pusha T. Exactly. Though? So if anybody want to know where I'm from, man, just you know look up the grinding video from the yeah. Neptunes and. Uh, and Eclipse, and yeah, you'll see where I'm from, man. That's that's what I'm. That's, that's what crazy, I'm from, bro. I mean, you're so, uh, you know, it seems, in the short time that I've known you, it seems like you've come. You're just so well put together. You know what Appreciate I mean? It, bro, yeah. And then I think of Virginia, 
And yeah. again, I've never been to Virginia. Yeah. The only people that I've known of Virginia have went there for um, some fracking jobs and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And they tell me that the hoods out there are pretty Oof. different than what we see out here in the West. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not trying to knock Reno or anything like that, but um, people be like, yeah, don't go to that hood, man. Don't go out there. I'm just like, man, it's like the suburbs to me. Dog, I came yeah, from Sonoma <laughs> County, and people are like, yeah, the hood over here in Reno. I'm like, there's no hood there's, in Reno. There is Even no I, hood. and I'm not from the hood, yeah. you know? There's no hood. So what was what was Virginia like out there? Um, you know what was what was what kind of upbringing were you you know what kind of setting were you in? Uh, I was definitely in the in the middle of you know rivalry gangs, you know neighborhood gangs and stuff like that. There would be um, neighborhood wars, I guess you can call it. Are they compacted um, cities or are they small towns in Virginia? Um, just the uh, compacted cities, the seven the seven cities we call it the seven cities that are like pretty much you know neighboring each other. Uh, I can't name them off. Well, I can name them off the top of my head. Software, like Portsmouth. drivable, close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, definitely okay. within um, mm, you know, thirty minutes. You know, within thirty minutes. You know, what I'm saying you could drive to you know each city. Oh, wow. You know, maybe an hour if you're talking about Hampton, Richmond, and stuff like that, Newport News. But for the most part, everybody's pretty close knit. You know, mm-hmm. close knit. So yeah. But uh, yeah, man, it was wild, man. Um, I seen some shit at an early age, man. I seen a lot at an early age. You know, people come, people go, leave the uh, leave the planet early. You know, had some friends that you know. Um, they clocked out early, man. Been to a few funerals. Um, few too, few too many, huh? Few too many. Um, at yeah. a young, young, young age, man. Yeah, young, young, man. And um, my brother, um, my brother was, you know, low key uh, banging. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of like, I was close to it. I lived with it, you know. And um, yeah, man, it was, it was, I've been, you know, chased, you know, by the cops, you know, right. by, by affiliation, hanging with, hanging with the wrong crowds and stuff like that. So. Now, a lot of people who probably would listen to this yeah. identify gangs as, because it's, it's funny to me, um, when I was a, being around people, uh, who are heavily affiliated, yeah. where I was at, it was, it was more Sutrese and, and Norteños, mm-hmm. but uh, how much people really don't know, we just kind of affiliated as Crips and Bloods. Right, right. So, kind of how was the how was the how was the gang identification there? Separated? It wasn't it wasn't much about colors, you know, uh, like, like the West Coast. You know, it, it was more about you know location. You know, what I'm saying in uh, territory. You know, like you just can't be in certain parts of the town <laughs> if you didn't know you know certain people. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying otherwise it'd be it'd be no good. You know, like um, for instance, I was. I was on the south side in uh, Chesapeake, and uh, I went to a cookout with one of my relatives, and um, we were on this block where we knew people, but then we walked around the neighborhood, you know, to unfamiliar territory, unfamiliar blocks, and just that easy, man, I got robbed at gunpoint because people didn't know that I was from, you know, you know, my affiliation with that neighborhood. Right. And uh, yeah, so yeah, dude, you know, kind of like stalked me and my cousin, walked us down, asked, asked me for a cigarette, you know, and just pulled out a gun, put it to my forehead, took my chain. Uh, but yeah, long story. It's city, it's city blocks. Yeah, man. So it can happen across the street. Up across the street, man. And uh, crazy thing is, I got my chain back though. <laughs> we don't need to go into yeah. how, but we got the chain back. Yes, sir. The chain is still with us. Yes, sir. Got that. But um. Yeah, man, I knew some OGs in that neighborhood, so yeah, I was I was able to make a few phone calls and make some things happen. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, man, it, it was rough, man. It was rough. I um, you know, I, I try to walk around with a pocket knife majority of the time, <laughs> you know, because you just never knew, man, where you know you might get jumped just for no reason, man, right. being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Is Virginia a place with a lot of gunplay? 
Uh, oh yes, man. Yes. What are their gun nowadays. laws like out there? Isn't Virginia uh, pretty heavy gun laws? It it, it is, pretty but strict. I, I'm not even really familiar with it because I didn't live a lot of my adulthood in Virginia. Right, right. You know, but um, you but got out after high school. I'm guessing after high, after high school, I was gone. But um, yeah, Virginia is probably like top five, man, murder yeah. capital in the, in the country, man. It's funny. It's it's funny how those things work because. You know, like you have Chicago. Mm-hmm. Chicago's gun laws are one of the strictest in the nation. Crazy, right? Highest gun violence by exactly. f- by far. It's by like that, an unbelievable amount. Funny how that works. It is very in- it is yeah, very interesting. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of a. I want to get into my conspiracies yeah. and stuff because I be getting it. You know, <laughs> I be too. nerding out and, and rabbit holing, and some things just yeah. don't make sense to me. Doesn't, you know, yeah. like once you see some things like. Uh, you know, like I, I've met a couple of people who push guns. Yeah. And seeing where they get them. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you know, like, there's nobody from the hood mm-hmm. bringing in large quantities of guns, no, period. Sir. Like, you have to have massive amount of capital. Yes, sir. Unbelievable amount of uh, Unbelievable. clearance, if you would, you know, yep. and, and the network that is far from someone who's in the ghettos. But anyways, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm that guy. But, yeah, uh, same, same. So it sounds like a, a blessing that you got out, but it sounds like athletics is, is how you got out. Absolutely, man. It was a blessing to, you know, to get away because... Um, so kind of a blessing in disguise that you put music on the back burner. Yeah. Heck yeah, dog. Heck yeah. I, I would say for sure. What was your what was your sport of choice? Um, basketball was my first love, but uh, football kind of like came in. And, football you know, got you out. Swept me off my feet, man. Oh, so yeah. you were a bad motherfucker, huh? Yeah, yeah. Football. I didn't even know. Yeah, Someone just, I think it was Traj. Traj just yeah. told me that you played. I didn't even know. Yeah. I just yeah. thought you were one of them big buff niggas out here just walking <laughs> around for no reason out here, yoked as fuck. When I came into Hukava. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, it was a lot of work, a lot of years put into this, man. Yeah. You know. A lot so what work. position did you play? I played corner. Oh, okay. Corner, man. Yeah. So you're slow. Yeah, hella yeah. slow. Unfortunately, <laughs> right. I get it. Talk slow, move fast. Yeah, man. So then, is yeah. that how you came out to UNR? Yeah, yeah. I um, I went to Cali first, actually, and played played JUCO. Where at? Uh, Reedley College. Reedley. Central Valley, like uh, 15 minutes south of Fresno. Oh, fuck that, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that yeah, out yeah. there. Middle of nowhere, pretty much. Fresno's the worst. Who did you guys play? Uh, we played um, uh, we played Visalia, which was um, what's it? What was that? I don't remember their name, but we played Modesto City College, right? San Francisco City. Uh, we played Francisco City, Francisco uh-huh. City. Centers of JC. Yep, yep. That's my hood. Oh, who? San Francisco JC. Sa- there's San Francisco. San Francisco JC is called City. City. City College. Yeah. And then there's Santa Rosa JC. SRJC. We played them if we made the playoffs. SRJC, they were bad motherfuckers. Yeah, Evan City, they were yeah, some they bad were. motherfuckers. Yeah, bro. Fresno, Fresno City wasn't too bad either, man. You yeah. know, they wasn't too bad either. But yeah, we played uh, Bakersfield. Um, so you went man. JUCO Yeah Went JUCO In Cali In Cali You were just bro. getting the fuck out Getting the fuck out man You know And uh, it was uh, It was pretty much um, My coaches My high school coaches He, he kind of like Advised me He was like Yeah man If you wanna Go play on a big league You know On a big stage You know You wanna go You know Go JUCO Now was your development Not there Coming out of high school To get to a big school Or were you just In a bad league Not a great school um, Not a lot of looks Oh man, it's crazy. I had a I had a lot of looks actually coming out of high school, mm-hmm. but uh, my SAT scores were Ooh, not good. Forgot your name on the yeah. dotted line. Yeah, right. man, I was a knucklehead, man. I was a big time knucklehead, run, r- running with the crowd in high school. Right, partied a little too much, uh, studied not enough yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the SATs, and it kind of backfired on me. You know, it was yeah. a crucial point. But uh, I had some offers. I had an offer from Virginia Tech, Maryland. Um, had some interest from Clemson and a few other schools coming out of high school. But uh, like I said, you know, you had to have, you know, 
some good SAT scores, you know, to make those schools. So. Yeah, you're an investment. Yeah, man. Now more than ever, too. Yeah. They'll take a, they'll take a fantastic player yeah. with a 3.5 over an unbelievable Absolutely. player with Absolutely. a with a 1.5. Absolutely. And then I had some uh, some offers from some local schools, you know, that um that were more susceptible to still take you because, you know, despite your low scores, you know, right. they could still work with you. But I didn't want to play locally. I didn't want to play on a D2 or D3 level, you know. I wanted to play on a D1, you know, D1 level against the best. Right. I'm going to prove myself. I always want to play against the best. So that's just what it was. And I took whatever route was necessary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. That's dope. We're so yeah. different, bro. <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't even think I was going to college. And then I got an offer from D2. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, Humble? Yeah. Y'all got yeah. all the weed up there. <laughs> all I'm the in weed. <laughs> um, so yeah, what man. made the... What fucking made you land on a JUCO on the yeah. West Coast, yeah. south of Fresno? Yeah, well, well how'd you uh, even hear about that place? The re- crazy, crazy, actually, crazy coincidence. Um, the wrestling coach at my high school, his son um, actually went to the same college, Reedley College. You know, he was a quarterback, so he pretty much gave me all the scoop. He was like, "Yeah, man, you go out there. You know, they got free room and board and stuff like that. You might have to work a little bit to pay your tuition, but other than that." gonna have a you know somewhere to lay your head you know you're gonna have to get you educ- you're gonna be able to get your education mm-hmm. and, you know play ball against some of the you know the best schools the best juco's oh, in yeah. the country and the west coast so. juco's they're no fucking joke no joke you're playing all the florida boys because yes, the florida sir. boys leave too because there's only yep. d1 in florida yep, like yep. those juco's are powerhouses powerhouses out there. man and uh our team actually had like was 30 percent florida you know florida tech well actually i'm not gonna throw a percentage but i would say the whole team was just pretty much florida texas mm-hmm. uh virginia and then a handful from cali ballers ballers man speed like a motherfucker bro that west coast man. shit yeah man so one or two years of JUCO? Two years of JUCO. Um, that's all it was. And then I uh, earned a few scholarships after that. What was that like? Have you ever been to the West Coast? Uh, yeah, before that, I'd never been to the West Coast. So coming out, man, it was it was like being in a candy store, man. You know. I was also going to say, because now my guess is, and this is a guess, say yeah, if I'm wrong, and I, yeah. I, I shouldn't assume, but I'm going to make an assumption. Yeah, yeah. You're in Virginia, heavily, densely populated black. Yes. And then you move out to the West. Yes. Which we, that it's, the Mm -hmm. diversity is true. Like, um, you can see true diversity when you come from somewhere that, I've heard this because I, because I don't know, right? I've heard this when you come from somewhere like that and then you come to the Mm -hmm. West Coast and it's like, holy fuck, people are mingling. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Southern boys who mm-hmm. came to Humble and they would make jokes about black dudes with white women. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. like, man, you would get, you get fucking arrested out there. Like, that shit For is real. possession with intent. Yeah, man. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, the South gets crazy when it comes to that shit. So man. what was that like coming out here on the West? Ooh, it was crazy because I've never seen Mexicans, you know? So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cali, bro. Yeah, man, yeah, Holy man. Holy shit. And uh, the town I, I lived in in, um, in Juco was actually uh, predominantly Mexican, 95% Mexican town, dog. just vatos, bro. Yeah, man. that's a different type of gangster. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a different type of gangster. Yeah, we dealt with some of that too. Yes, you know, unfortunately, they're, yeah. they're scary, bro. Yeah, man. I love them to death. Yeah, shout out to all my vatos and all my stresses and all my nortes out there. I love you guys, but fuck, you guys are scary, bro. <laughs> Y'all walk funny and it freaks me out. Yeah, man, they shot up a few parties. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's crazy. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, the West Coast was it was a thrill, man, because you know all I knew about the West Coast was palm trees and beaches and shit. You That's know, not where you went. Snoop Dogg videos, you yeah. know, Dr. Dre videos. That's all I knew. Yeah. So then when I came out here, man, it was like uh, 
it's fucking orchards of corn and you know fruit and fucking mangoes and shit where the palm trees yeah at, you yeah. know what i'm saying where the beaches yeah you know but uh i was in the central i was in the valley so central valley so it wasn't much of that but then i was fortunate enough to uh, to meet people that were you know uh cali natives mm-hmm. and man they took me all over the place bro from, yeah that's from, nice from the la to frisco to the bay it was it was it was amazing man. are you norcal or socal Ooh, I, I, Remember, you're on the mic. <laughs> you're sitting in front of a bay boy. So cow, dog. No! Hey, hey, so cow, baby. Hey, look, man. Motherfucker, hey. bro. <laughs> I love the beach, man. I, I love beautiful weather, man. Yeah. I love the sun. I love the beach. Like, I'm a sucker for it, dog. So, I'm a beach boy by heart. I, I grew up, you know, near Virginia Beach. You know, the beach was literally mm-hmm. hop, skipping, and jump away from me. So, that's where I was. Yeah, NorCal beaches are fucking terrible. Terrible. Freezing, windy. Freezing, man. The Bonf- water's so fucking cold. Perfect for bonfires, though, but... I want to do more than that. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I want to lose some clothes, man. And because Central's yeah. trash, right? That's like Kingsburg, Los oh Bonos. Oh my god! Yes, King, oh you my said Kingsburg. God. Yeah, Kingsburg. Kingsburg, yeah, bro. bro. It's all bad. Yeah, it's all <laughs> fucking bad, bro. Smack dab in the center of yeah, California, yeah. bro. I, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, Cal- yeah. I'm West Coast. I got Cali tatted all over. Yeah, me, yeah, bro. yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> so then you came to UNR. UNR, baby. Yeah, man. As a corner. Immediately post Cap, or yeah, is that? Yeah, I actually know. Uh, Cap was a uh, no. Cap was my quarterback. He was, really? he was our quarterback during that time. That's and, cool. Um, it, that was a fun. Was that must have been a fun time at UNR. Great time, man. He's a great dude, man. Spent a lot of time together, you know, on and off the field, you know. So yeah, I absolutely love. Uh, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yeah. What he did off the field. Oh yeah. And I'm talking about kneeling aside because I don't even mm-hmm. get into that conversation anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because once he made a ruckus, I nerd out like that. Like, I really don't like to speak on things unless I'm at least mildly educated on it. Mm. And started to look into some of the pieces of literature that he was writing. Yeah. You know, and the interviews that he was doing and Mm -hmm. the things that he was doing in the community and how he was actually using his platform and his funds. Right. Like, if people looked into that fool, it's Mm -hmm. like, sweet fucking Jesus, dude. Like, what what a what a spirit yeah to, what a spirit for a light-skinned dude to <laughs> dive for real yeah because there are a lot of places that yeah. you know obviously it should all be one love but that's be. not how the world works it right doesn't. in all the different places you know like unfortunately i've gone to places when i've traveled and i mm. thought everything was good yeah there's a little there's some friction because i was light-skinned and absolutely the way he attacked the the entirety yeah you know of um of the mistreatment in the country was yeah brave yeah you know yeah. i don't think a lot of people would understand that unless you uh i fucking even hate saying it but unless you are of color because there's that you know you think it's all good but there's that weird friction it is sometimes man. and it's a tough place to because like you know you hear it you hear it said to primarily on the media t- to white people like you mm-hmm. wouldn't understand you would never know right right right. that's been said to me wow you know what i mean being being light-skinned wow you know yeah yeah i, can, I mean I don't think it's as prevalent anymore, but yeah, it, I it's think it's, I think it's geographical. It's where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that roots back to the uh, the paper bag test. You know, back in the day, man, in the fifties and sixties, where if you were you know darker than the paper bag, then you definitely got treated a lot different than the fair skinned people. Fuck, yeah, that's a it's crazy. terrible thing that you just crazy. said. Crazy, and it's and it's it's and yeah, it's, it's a crazy fact, man. And yeah. it's sad that it was that way, man. That is absolutely wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So, did after playing at UNR, did you try to go to the league at all? Uh, I actually made it to the league, man. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck are you, bro? <laughs> what? You made it to the league? Yeah, man. All right, tell me yeah, about man. it. Tell me about it. Um, well, well, prior to it, you know, I was a lockdown corner man at UNR. I didn't allow a lot of catches. I didn't allow a lot of touchdowns. 
I did my thing for the most part until I got injured. You know, I got injured and I missed about five games my senior year. What kind of injury? Had a groin injury. Okay. Yeah, man. So um, all I could do was pretty much just go in and fair catch punches and I mean um, punts and then get out the game. And that kind of uh, brought down my draft stock because uh, I was projected to go fifth round, you know, off the bat. Wow. Projected. You know, we had NFL scouts coming to practice and stuff like that, you know. um, Had a few words with a few of them, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, my draft went – my stock went down, you know, after I got injured. But, um, yeah, 500 – I mean, not 500, but fifth round automatically gets, you know, 200 bands, man, Mm -hmm. out the gate before any, any, any professional experience. So that that would have been nice, but it didn't play out that way. Right. Um, so due to my injury, I mean, the fact of the matter that you were even in uh, conversation of yeah, the fifth round. Yeah. I think a lot of people also don't understand the sheer numbers of yeah. it. How oh, yeah. likely it is to truly get there is yeah. so unbelievably small. Yeah. You know, like I think if you're talking about general population of the entire country to make it to the NFL, it'd be like yeah. getting struck by lightning twice uh, in one day. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. And so, so how did it end up? You didn't go fifth round. You had nope. your groin injury. Yep. Um, so they called me. So, uh, hit, so draft day, um, the Rams, St. Louis Rams, called me when they were in St. Louis. They called me fifth round. You know, told me to stay on the line. Hey, we want to draft in the fifth round. You know, excitement, pure bliss, man. And um, were you here? Or were you in Virginia? I was. Where was I? I was here. You were here. I was here. Yeah, it, it sucked because I didn't have no family out here. I was pretty much going through it alone, you know. Right. But uh, but it was cool. Um, I was here and I was, you know, I was on the line and everything like that. And fifth round passed, turned to sixth round, sixth round turned to seventh, and so on. <sighs> yeah. So then they ended up calling me back. You know, a few rounds later, we're just like, yeah, man. You know, we, unfortunately, you know, we're sorry, but we're just, just going to bring you in as an undrafted free agent. And you know, I was I was I was bitter about it, man. I was hurt, but at the same time, I was like, you know, I still get opportunity. I still right. get a shot to you know prove myself. So that's just and what like I said, that's that's business. It's business, man. They they don't it's give business. A, they don't give a they don't fuck, give a fuck. Though. You're just another number. You yeah. Know, until you prove otherwise, you know. So so that's just what it was, man. I I got a chance to prove myself. I went in. I got signed. Went in and um in May to uh, go to training camp and everything like that. And that's when the real test began, man. You know, two a days. You know, blood and sweat. You know, long days, um, short nights. It felt like you only get an hour sleep. Yeah, playbook was insane. Was thick as fuck. This thick ass binder. And and I pretty much, I'm sorry, you know, to throw a shot at UNR, but I didn't really learn much. Right. You know, as a as an athlete at UNR, you know, um, we had a very um, go off sheer athleticism. Sheer athleticism, man. You know, our our coaching staff at the time was. <laughs> was these new cats that pretty much had their their necks on the line every day, so they just kept it, you know, kept the line, kept the jobs easy for us, made it easy for us, so that we can come in and you know make them look good. Right. So, um, but anyway, long story short, I struggled with the playbook when I got there, so I was always a step behind. And but still, with that man, I I, I made every cut, you know, um, during preseason and um, preseason it, reps, preseason reps. Yeah, man, I played you know played against played every game in preseason. And uh, I made every cut. You know, I, I watched, you know, guys drift away every week, man, after every game, you know, pink slips, empty locker rooms. And I, and I was still there. I was still there. made a team. And, um, yeah, man, made a practice squad and got active. So, yeah. Well, how long were you on the Rams? I was on the Rams for what was that, till November. So about, about six months. Uh-huh. For a good six months, man. And then um, – I was about to get active and play my first real, real game yeah. during the season, and um, one of the old linemen, one of the veteran old linemen, got got injured, 
And so they had to go to the practice squad to to get rid of somebody because the people on the practice squad are pretty much expendable, you know? Right. And I was the only rookie on the practice squad. Wow. So I was the one to go. Fuck. Yeah, man. So they cut me. Yeah, so it's ruthless yeah. out there. Yeah, it's ruthless. But uh, a, good, a good friend of mine, Lennon Rouse, made it to the Panthers. He played yeah. a couple of preseason games. He got concussed, and he was like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. miss a day, if yeah. you miss a whatever. Yeah, man. Unbelievable. But, I mean, just um, just to get there, yeah, just to get there is is um, unbelievable work ethic, consistency, oh, yeah. and the adversities that you go through. Crazy. Uh, now, going through all that stuff, whether or not, right, you hit – you hit the goal mine or anything, but just to make it there truly is a blessing. Do you feel a lot of the characteristics and, and the values and the work ethic and things like that carry over into your everyday life? Oh, absolutely, man. It, um, especially with music, just everything really, man, it, it just, com- it just comes down to work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how much time are you willing to put into the thing? Um, um, perseverance, you know, because um, in football, you know, not every day is going to be a good day. You're not going to win every game, but are you going to bounce back? How, right. are gonna, how, how are you going to respond to an L, you know? And that's pretty much what life is about, man. Life is never about, you know, being 12-0, and 15-0, winning every game. It's, that's not life. That's not realistic. You know, you're going to take a lot of L's in life, but how can you bounce back? Can you be resilient? Can you, you know, keep your poise? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty much what football taught me, man, you know, and, and to every and, um, and to every other endeavor that I do now, man, I, I just pretty much carry that same mentality, you know, and just work, 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 because what you put in is what you're going to get out. I think it, I think it um, fine-tunes our skill to reflect yeah. on the things that we did right and we did wrong. Right? Absolutely. Four quarters in a football game, doesn't matter who you are, mm-hmm. there's never, ever, from the dawn of time, from the first time leather hit the field, mm-hmm. never been a perfect game. Never. There's too much room for human error. Mm-hmm. You always have to reflect. You always have to watch film mm-hmm. on every play, on every game you did before because there's always something to learn from. And I think what I see sometimes is people able to apply that to life, yeah. understanding like they view failure as opportunity. They mm-hmm. know there's too much room for human error in every day. Yes. Right. Every day you're going to fail, whether it's a whether it's a small increment or Mm -hmm. a very large increment, either Mm -hmm. one. um, It is still a failure and reflecting back on each day. Right. Yes. Accepting your losses, learning from your losses, never dwelling on the on the failures, Mm -hmm. but always recognizing them and never forgetting them. And and that's something that I see in in athletes. And um, it's inspiring. It is. You know, that's why I think it's, I think it's, you know, they, they joke about their early generation, like the participation trophy, like fuck that trophy. (laughs) Like niggas need to know that they're going to lose out here. Right. You know, big facts. It's important. Like you got to, you got to take one on the fucking chin. Yes. One, one shot might be harder than the next, but Mm. you got to be able to take them. Got to. You said that, uh, you said that you didn't have any family out here and you were kind of going through that, going through that by yourself, but you've seemed to build this family um, around you. This yeah, team man. that you have here, right? Yeah, I, I wear my family on my sweater, man. Yeah, CTC. Yeah, I like man. that one. I yeah, got man. the purple galaxy and the mm-hmm. the pink floral. Oh yeah. Beautiful. Um, you know, and obviously, I just we just really I just sat down and spoke with uh, Brandon BBS the other day, yeah, and, yeah. and I sat. I haven't released his episode, but it will come. Um, mm-hmm. I sat down with Traj as well, mm-hmm. and got to speak about this. But with speaking in that speaking to them, um, I came to find out that you are right there at the start line of yeah, when the CTC thing started. So oh, yeah. tell me about how this thing started with you. Um, I mean, you know, we, um, we party with each other, you know, we throw little kickbacks. Now this you know is you, who's, who's it at the me, beginning? Uh, me, Brandon, Traj, that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. You know, well, actually before you go into the backstory, what mm-hmm. is CTC? CTC Just for the reminder for people is, uh, well, the, um, 
the acronym is uh, the creative chaos, the creative chaotic theory. Hold on. Did I say that right? Chaos theory creative. Chaos theory. <laughs> but I like how you said it though. What, say how, what'd you say? I don't even know. Creative chaos theory. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But that's how yeah. that's how we that's how it's usually explained. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's usually explained. Exactly. The acronym yeah. is yeah, 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 yeah. But that's how it's usually explained. Yep, yep. Uh, chaotic theory creatives. That's right. So yeah, man. It um and Brandon pretty much came up with that. You know, um after the idea was planted. You know, as far as you know what we're gonna do and how we're gonna run with it. So it was uh, it was me, Brandon, and Traj, and uh, we would always just, you know, link up, you know, at B's crib, Traj's crib, whoever, you know, and uh, just have a few drinks and just, you know, just politic. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one day we just had, like, this epiphany. We are just like, damn, man, like, we have all this talent, you know. We have all this knowledge and this power, you know. Let's do something with it. Right. You know, we have, we have all the resources, you know, necessary to start something big, you know. And that's where it started, man. You know, we had producers, we had writers, we had artists. So we're like, yeah, let's let's make this a thing. You know, let's make this a thing. Um, because we all have um, our backgrounds. We all come from different walks of life. But we just so, somehow just ended up meeting each other right here at the right time, at the right place. Right. You know, and that's where the name comes from. Because it's like, you know, in the midst of chaos, you know, this deliberate thing happened. Right. You know, uh, with with, um, with a creative group. So, um so yeah, that's how it started, man. And, uh, and and it's crazy because the moment we spoke about it, it began growing, and the resources that we didn't have and the resources that we needed just came to us. Now, how long ago was this? Um, this was last year, sometime last year. Yeah, sometime last year. Right. For sure. So I it's w- only like a year, a little more than a year old, huh? Yeah, yeah, CTC. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and it's like. Um, how long have you, Traj, and Brandon known each other? Oh, oh man, I knew Brandon for um, like 10, 11 years, if not more than that, 12, 13. Like, uh, like, like Virginia days. Oh, no, no. Well, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Um, What is it, 21, 20, 21? I'm big bugging. So, yeah, old. I knew B for like 11 years. We're getting old, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting old, bro. But uh, I knew Trash. I, I've, been, I've known Trash now for about what, two years, mm-hmm. going on three, I believe, something like that. Yeah. So you and B have known each other a while. So was that kind of was that kind of the bridge of trust to kind of jump into something like this with a, yeah. an investment like this? Absolutely, man. Um, because uh, I met B <laughs> in the beginning of his music uh, mm-hmm. career, and he knew me, you know, in the beginning of mine. <laughs> and uh, to why, look, to why look, are you laughing at? Why because you? man, we were so trash, dog. <laughs> 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 we were so trash, bro. It was like we we reminisce on this one track we made in the very beginning, bro. And it's called Keys to the and a King of the City or something like that. King of the City or Keys to the City, one or the other, bro. It was um, it was so trash. Bro. <laughs> I cringe every time I listen to it, bro. But uh, so but anyway, we connect that to you know where we at now, man. And we're just like, man, like we came a long way, yeah. you know. And um, and you know we're going to continue to go even further, man. If we if we you know make this more of a deliberate thing right you know and uh and bringing you know not even bringing the right people in and the right people just found us man you know as far as like um creating a factory of, of production mm-hmm. you know so so yeah it's pretty amazing too something that i've never seen in in a, in a group of people is usually once people decide to claim under the same roof if you would ctc right or whatever mm-hmm. brand it is yeah. they all start to function and in the same way, mm-hmm. but you guys all have such a, like a widespread individual, 
like approach to your like yeah. you said like you know like in ctc there's producers and mixers and yeah. matchers and yeah. lyricists yeah. And, you know but yeah. you do you when you make your music you do your thing yeah man. you know and then and yeah. then and bvs uses his thing yeah you know and it's yeah. like i got this beat from someone it's like it's so weird you mm. got beat from someone that's not Traj. like Traj yeah. just makes beats are all over the world all exactly you know so and exactly. you know so it's 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 pretty uh it's inspiring yeah. you know what i mean i think it's i think it's a like a main vein to you know the cr- the creative stimuli for everyone because you get to just do your own thing absolutely man but with the support of of the group yeah yeah and that's yeah that is the beauty of it man like we don't want to hold it like uh these major labels or anything like that where you're like um restricted you know to express yourself however you need to you know what i'm saying because um you know, we don't, we don't, we all have something to offer, you know, like uh, none of us in a position to tell the other person, hey man, don't do that, don't do this. Like, uh, that's where we kind of like limit each other's creative, creativeness, you know, creativity. And that's what we don't want to do, especially being that that's part of our name and our brand, you know, we are the creatives. So it's like, you know, no limits, you know, express yourself. However, if you need to go out, you know, outside of the circle to get a beat, go ahead and do that. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like that's what's, you know, what's best for you in your lane, do that. It really seems like, it seems like it's safe to be like, yeah, just go out there. If you fuck up, like, don't trip. We'll, we'll be here when you get back. Facts. Don't even trip. That bro. unconditional We're here. love, man. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's, it's yeah. wild. It's wild, So, man. So what's it like seeing it go from three mm-hmm. to 12 now? Yeah, 11, 12 yeah, creators yeah. Yeah. Of, of the spectrum of you're far from only in music now. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, we're talking, we talking photographers, uh, videographers, podcasters. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, clothing, fashion, you know, printers and stuff like that, dog. So you know, it's 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 spreading like wildfire, man. And it's crazy. Like none of it is has been, you know, like uh, like like pulling teeth or anything. Like it hasn't been a hassle whatsoever, man. It's, it's just like the universe is just throwing. I was gonna say everything. It doesn't seem you know? like you guys are recruiting. We're not. Like we haven't. Like, like has we, anyone been recruited? No. Yeah. No, man. It's it's, it's just you know, you know. I don't know what to call it, man. Luck, fate, or, or what, man. But it's just like, you know, once we spoke it and started, you know, writing things down and acting on it, it's just like we've just been meeting the right people. Right. You know, and or if we ain't, if we're not meeting the right people, we already know them and they just have this craft that we never knew they had and it just contributes to the, you know, the movement. And it's yeah. fucking crazy. Because B never really asked me to, like, you want to be part of CTC? Right, right. You know? Yeah. He was just like, He's a slick son of a bitch, actually, when I think about it, you know? But he was like, that's funny that you have A, B, and C, because mm-hmm. I got D, E, and F. And exactly. if you put E and A together, it could look like this. And mm-hmm. also, we started mixing paint. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, the reds and the greens <laughs> turned right. into purples. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but man, man. That, that must be magical, because the last, uh, the last, uh, um, you know, five months seems mm-hmm. like there's been a lot of steam. A lot. You a know, lot, which, is, which is a blessing. A lot. How how did you, from your perspective, how mm-hmm. did you see COVID um, affect uh, of CTC? Um, it definitely uh, affected us in, I would say, a tremendous way, a positive way for sure, man. Because um, obviously, shouts out and hearts out to all the people who were lost and the people who got yes, sick and the yes, terrible things that have happened. Yes. But we're speaking strictly just in this uh, small, narrow vision absolutely, right now of CTC. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, I mean, CTC is, is nothing more than just, you know, entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and, and COVID kind of like slowed everything down, you know, with the economies, you know. 
kind of like set everybody back to ground zero you know um if you know even you know the biggest the biggest labels and stuff out there it's like they became stagnant you know it's like a stalemate it's like okay you know where do we go now right so it gave uh guys like us you know that starting from the bottom and an opportunity to play catch up yeah and uh in doing so um wow our res- like you know like i just said man our resources just came out of nowhere and you know in in uh, a quick amount of time man short amount of time and so yeah, man, COVID, COVID has been a blessing in disguise, man, when it comes to business for sure, when it comes um, for the CTC, man. When it comes to the industry that we're primarily talking about, kind of, you know, m- music and the artistic industry, mm-hmm. Reno doesn't ever, doesn't, isn't really a hub no. of that, you know? Do right. you, do you see that as a, a plus or, or a negative or maybe both um, with uh, what, what, what we're trying to grow out here? Oh, as far as like being a platform? Yeah, okay. just because, you know, you, the, the people like, all the talents that are within CTC, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, obviously, I'm a transplant, but I wouldn't necessarily say that mm. Reno is a hub for any of these selects. Got you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not, and um, I think that's um, um, it's a positive. Um, I haven't always thought it was a positive, you know, but at the same time, it's like um, negatives can be turned. You know, energy can change, man. You know, negative energy can be turned to positive energy. But um, in, in saying that, I feel like it's a huge positive for us because um, this area is thriving for something, you know, and, uh, and and that's the thing about you know the LA's, the Miami's, and stuff like that. They're they're full of talent. They're full of, you know, um, um, people that that you you know use that platform because of the name of the city. You know, it's it's it's, it's fucking it's a mecca for, you know, um, you know, Camp Flognog or or Coachella. Or I don't know a Miami Day weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know what is it basketball. When is it? Uh, the 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 um, what's the basketball thing that goes down in Miami a lot of the times? Oh, All Star uh, All Star weekend. Yeah, yeah you I'm know, and you have a bunch of uh, artists go down there and they throw con- you know concerts and whatnot. Reno don't don't have anything like that. You know, and being that Reno isn't a platform like that, you know, it gives us an oppor- give us an opportunity to, to to provide Reno with that type of you know environment. You know what I'm saying? That type yeah, like of a fucking Burning Man and Night right. in the Country, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which are dope. You know what I'm saying? I went to a Night in the Country. I don't dope, give a fuck dog. what anybody says. That yeah. shit was lit, lit, dog. You know, so that's that's dope too. But you know, uh, on on a on a more, uh, I guess you can say. Um, uh, popular scale across the nation, man, when it comes to, you know, music, Reno is thriving for something like, you know, like what CTC has to offer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so it's definitely a positive that, uh, Reno is not a Mecca, you know, for, um, for music platforms or entertainment. Yeah. yeah. It seems, yeah, it seems like so they're hungry. Cause like you were talking about those other places. It seems like people don't go there. People are there, but exactly. people come to Reno. Yeah. People come through Reno. Yeah. Right to perform, to shine, or whatever the case may be, but no one's really like here. Yeah. But yeah. just in doing this podcast, the amount of talent mm-hmm. that I've seen here is pretty fascinating. You yeah. know, like there's some good, you know, people that might not fit the 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 mold, if you would, mm-hmm. which I don't even like saying because I think it's a bullshit statement. But like, yeah. you know, I've been blessed to meet people like Treasy and you know ZP Radic and everyone mm-hmm. that's in CTC and yeah, Smokes yeah. Greasy, you know, and and Eddie Rodriguez with TTVRD and and Autumn Norton, you know, who, who's just this badass bitch who's in MMA, yeah, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. and Cam Sandoval and all the, and and all those guys and all those people, and. um you know, there's a lot of creative and amazing people out here, but there doesn't seem to be like, you know, there isn't like this 
pulse in yeah. the city where yeah. you can thrive here. It seems like yeah. people start yeah. and then leave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, we definitely don't want to do that. We want we wanna um you know, create a footprint, a permanent footprint here. Yeah, for fucking sure, man. whirlpool. Let's suck yeah. some motherfuckers in, bro. Yeah, man. Let's keep them here. Let's do that. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, with the economy growing and stuff like that, man, I think it's very possible, man. Yeah. You know, uh, Reno can um, pull off something big, you know, big time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think, uh, uh, you know, it's fascinating. The more, the more and more I learn, the more and more I learn about it, you know what I mean? And it's also, it's also very interesting to hear, um, people who are at the beginning of a development you know because mm. a lot of people fall off these days a lot a lot of people try things and i tip my hat to a lot of the entrepreneurs out there mm. and i've tried to i've done it myself entrepreneur things Same. and started things and and been very passionate about mm. them and then the you know the the, the wick runs out yeah you man. know and it falls yeah. out you could ask all my friends i guarantee you that since i turned 18 every fucking two years there's something else that's that i'm yep. you know from the ground up and i'm yeah. sure people are just waiting for this podcast to fall off with <laughs> me as well because it's it's it happens with yeah, people yeah. Uh, but it's cool to to hear from the people beginning from the beginning trash yeah. you know yeah. bvs you mm-hmm. who are still fucking running still, and, it, and it's starting to pick up steam oh yeah very interesting so yeah, where man. do you see a you know if you had a if you had the time machine yeah. You know, where do you where do you think you see CTC in the near future and the far future or, mm. you know, just what your thoughts are when you when you when you think of when you think of the future of CTC? I, I see I see CTC definitely being um, making um, an impact on the nation by next year. Mm-hmm. Big time on the nation for sure. Um, globally, I would say I would say in two years, mm-hmm. I, I say CTC is going to be known across the world Damn. for sure. That, yeah, that's the, that's I, big, bro. I believe that. I believe that because uh, of what we put into it, man. You know, I'm a firm believer in um, alchemy. I'm a firm believer in in energy. You know, and we put a lot of you know positive energy into this thing, man. I got a, and I got a good feeling it's going to go full circle and come right back to us. Mm-hmm. You know, all that effort, man. All that time. You know, all all the pain, everything we put into it, man. It's going to pay off for sure. I know it is. Man, well, yeah. anything that I can do to help, I do have a few listeners in Turkey, mm-hmm. the Netherlands, yeah. Germany, and and Switzerland. Yeah, okay, okay. So random, some there's yeah. some random ass people who probably don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. Listen yeah. to this podcast <laughs> for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but man, that global catch is is dope, man. Well, yeah. Um, but man, I like I said, I obviously obviously being affiliated with it now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a proud supporter and. Very excited, and uh, I fucking love that new single. By the way, right when I saw that shit pop, because I know kind of had your, you had your, you had your blimp, your scary moment not too long ago, and then you came right back out and you fucking dropped a single. I was like, you bad motherfucker, bro. (laughs) So I'm happy that you that you came onto the show. Appreciate Um, you. So before we even cut out, where where can people find the single? Where can people find you? Man, you can find the single on Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, YouTube Music. Mm -hmm. You can find it there, man. Uh, Stream it. Just hit the button. Hit that play. And jam out, man. You want to have a good time? Play it. Artist and then uh, and then title of the song. What is what? Yes, I, mean? I go by a major. You know, uh, you want to call me major? You can. You know, you feel free to do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am major, baby. Um, um, you can find me on um, Spotify. I mean, I said I said that already. I'm mm-hmm. tripping, bugging. Uh, IG under uh, a major a underscore underscore major underscore. Yeah, and uh, Facebook, you can find me on there, too, as uh, Antoine King Thompson. Um, 
Twitter. I'm about to set that up, and I will let y'all know what that when that when that is when that drop as well. Uh, so yeah. I'll make sure to put the word yeah, out yeah, as for well. Sure, for sure. Well, man, I can't tell you how much uh, it means. Just just the support that you've had for the show. Yeah. You know, um, you've always been in my ears. You know, the times that we've hung out, yeah, supporting the show, enjoying yeah. the growth. Um, yeah. And at the drop of a fucking hat, you were uh, down to come and help me out with that merch yeah. drop. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I appreciate that 100. Appreciate you, brother. I'm excited for CTC, man. Excited for our future episodes. Excited for you. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we'll be talking to you soon because there's going to be some other episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And yeah. I'm about to, you know, I'm going to be dropping music, man, like a, like a, like a maniac, bro. Like, I, I just got stuff sitting on the shelf, man. It's just ready to go, so. Just stay tuned, man, because there's more to come for sure. Yeah, not, make yeah. sure to send it to me. I'll post it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Go check them out. Go check out A Major. Go check out that new single. Mm-hmm. Um, check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Facebook. Thank you all for listening. Oh, one more thing. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry, please, brother. please. Uh, I didn't drop the title of the song. It's called Drunk and Lifted. Drunk and Lifted. So, uh, But uh, you can find it. Uh, type it in. Drunk times like a, like an X drunk. X lift it and it'll take you right to it. And I know all you motherfuckers out there getting <laughs> vaccinated, you got them going out to bars, the economy's opening back up. So that's the song, Drunk and Lifted. Yes, right. Sir. Let's turn let's turn twenty twenty one around. Let's spread some love, man. Let's let's do what we're trying to do out here. Thank you everybody for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by Grimm's Exclusives, a Northern California based cannabis co op that specializes in indoor, small batched, triple A grade boutique flowers growing your favorite exotics as well as pheno hunting for the future of cannabis. Big shout out to Grimm's. Big shout out to Grimm's exclusives. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis.